Welcome to the Breaking Down the Bytes podcast. Interested in the IT field and looking for a way to break in? Are you a college student or looking for a career change? The IT industry is booming and has tons of opportunity. It's vast, complex, and can be overwhelming, but we can help. Come along as we break down some of the barriers as your insider to the tech industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's edition of Breaking Down the Bytes. As usual, I'm your host, Pat, driving this bus. You can find me on Twitter at Layer8Packet. You can find Kyle, who is with me as usual. He is on Twitter as well, at Danith256. You can find the show on Twitter at BreakingBytesPod. We're pretty active on Twitter, so come say hello. Are always uh, looking for someone to chat with. Twitter is always a good space for us to get a little closer to everybody and uh, come say hello. So enough of that. Kyle, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Just doing it again. You know, another week. Weather's at least nice. So can't complain too much about that. (laughs) Today was real nice. I am using a different pair of headphones tonight. So I don't know how this sounds or what how it's going to go. So pray that the editing gods are good to me with this episode. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Mike is the same. I couldn't find my head, my trusty headphones. So going with the, the headphones I use for the job, for the J-O-B. So we'll see can, what happens. With this. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much good. how it's going to work. So, <laughs> no, it's all good. We were off last week. I was on vacation, soaking up the sun in Ocean City, Maryland with the fam. So we had a good time and it was good. We are back on the saddle this week, ready to mm-hmm. rock and roll, mm-hmm. talk about some good stuff. So just Kyle and I this week, no guests. We've really had some good feedback on the guests that we've had. And we want to thank everybody, all of our guests that we've had recently and you know, forever that's been on the show. They've really been good and brought some real value to the show and our numbers are really shown. So I uh, appreciate everybody that listens and everybody that's been a guest uh, on the show. You guys, everybody's really cool. So this week we are going to talk, I think we both have a little bit of experience in, in some of this, but this week we are going to talk about two things. Actually, it's a twofold episode. We're kind of lump in together because they are similar, I guess, how to get that big promotion, right? I think that's a big one for a lot of people that don't really know how to kind of do it. They just kind of, I don't want, this is going to sound negative, but they're sort of like a, a slave to a ticket queue sort of thing. And they just kind of ratchet through tickets and, you know, dealing with, with it, you know, the day-to-day grind. And then they just kind of either burn out or, you know, become, you know, part of the furniture, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of those things. So we're going to talk about how to get noticed, how to get that big promotion. If you're eyeing that big promotion, if not, that's cool too. You like the ticket queue and you like your, you know, quote unquote, nine to five and coming in doing, you know, working from a list and going home. That's totally cool. I was like that at one point. Um, But uh, if those, for those of you that are looking for a little more responsibility and all the things that come with being promoted, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. And then sort of tying into that as well, we're going to talk about the differences between a team lead versus a manager, because from a from a technical perspective, right? You're a, a network guy. You're a system guy. You're a whatever. Your, your ideal career path, or your next rung, would technically either be a lead or a manager, depending on your company structure, yep. right? So I think that those two topics go well together. So we're gonna we're gonna try to do some justice and make some sense out of out of those two <laughs> topics. So, <laughs> God, you have anything to start with that? I've been there, kind of deal like that. You know, started as a low guy intern work study kind of deal like that. And, you know, I didn't make it to management or team lead kind of deal like that. I just kind of worked my way into different positions, but definitely, you know, show your worth, 
go above and beyond, make everybody's life easier. People really appreciate that. Yep. Yep. That's a big one. That's actually number one on the list. Nice segue, Woo. my man. I like nice. it. Now, kind of the first thing, just kind of spitballing here, but the kind of first thing that shows that you're sort of promotion ready or, or you're looking to take that next rung is, you know, whose job you're making easier. You're making the boss's job easier, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one, right? People love to, you know, be freed up to do other things, right? So if they're freed up to look better to their uppers, you're, you know, you're taking on that to look better to yours, you know, that kind of thing. So that's a big one, you know, and I feel like you, you should know what your boss's job entails to a degree, right? And mm-hmm. you should know like what your supervisor, or your boss like worries about the most as far as like, is it, you know, is it uptime? Is it, you know, dealing with the people side of managing, you know, is it his or her boss or is it, you know, something else? Yeah. That sort of thing. So if you could, you know, within reason, right. If you could take some of those concerns, whatever they are off right. their plate and help them and they can see you as dependable or, you know, like a rock steady, you know, get things done. A capable person, then that reinforces that you know, you're a team player. You know, you're seeing the bigger picture, right? You're not just, okay, how does this get me up the next rung of the ladder? You're seeing the larger pie there, right? And then you're trying to step up and sort of cover those responsibilities either while they're out of the office or you know they're uh, dedicated to a big project. That shows that you can step in and sort of take the reins, you know, if you will. So that was the first one for me, making your boss's job easier. Mm-hmm. is always a good one to kind of get the ball rolling, I would say. Yeah. And it's a lot of that too is, you know, people just by nature kind of vent a little bit or, or make comments and stuff like that. Listen to what they have to say. Is there something that they particularly hate that you may be good at or could kind of help out with, you know, and, you know, it usually goes with uh, good listening and communication skills. Look at that. Segue number two. My man. <laughs> it's like you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. Work on your communication skills. I, like, I, it's the world we live in, right? It, communication is such a profound skill in today's leadership roles. No matter what sort of leadership you're in or if you're not in a leadership role, communication skills go a long way. But yeah, especially when you're trying to get noticed and trying to get to that next rung of the ladder, you have to work on your communication skills because no one is going to, no one's going to hand you the job, right? No one's going to say, Hey, Pat, do you want this job? I have an opening. Like you have to go and get it. You have to go and be noticeable. You have to sort of, you know, shine your shoes and show up in a tie, right? Yeah, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So it's got to show in your everyday work. No one's giving a promotion to, you know, and I think we talked about this with John a couple of weeks back of no one's going to give a promotion to a guy in the basement that sits there with the lights off and, you know, just does his job nine to five sort of <laughs> thing. Like it, it just doesn't happen. Maybe years ago it did. Today it, it just doesn't. It's just not the world we live in, you know? And I feel like the more, people you're responsible for, the more important your communication skills will be, right? So you have all walks of life, you know, when you're a manager or, you know, when you're trying to get to that next level, you have all walks of life on your team, right? You have some introverts, you have some extroverts, you have some, you know, some people that, you know, think they're more important than they are. You know, you have all these different, you know, you have all these different personalities you got to deal with, not just because, you know, I mean, managers got to deal with them all the time because they report to them, but like you as a 
part of the team, you have to balance that as well. Knowing how to communicate with those people are is I can't tell you how important that is. It is just learning how to communicate just goes it just goes so far, right? And so it would make sense that learning how to communicate goes hand in hand when trying to, you know, get promoted, right? Yeah. Investing in those relationships will now smooth that transition if you know, if and when you become those people's bosses, right? So, you know, no one likes a no one likes a hard ass, so somebody that's really hard to work with day to day and only does what he's told and never jumps in to, you know, put out the fires. And then, you know, one day they all come in and go, oh, there's a meeting. Oh, well, Pat's not your new boss. People go, oh, shit. <laughs> like, no one <laughs> wants to hear that. Like, people go, oh, man. And that's when the revolving door starts, right? That's when people start rustling papers and, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I got to take a long lunch. I got to go get an oil change. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right, you know, right. That sort of thing. So, like, it happens. I've seen it happen. It just you got to be able to got to be able to communicate with people both at a team level and then at a level that you know if you were to become their boss one day it's not such a kick you know to those people that if you were promoted because that's not a good look for anybody yeah definitely and so you got to keep that level of like professionalism and stuff too when you get promoted if you get promoted you know and communication is definitely key i know that's something that i struggled with for quite a while because it's like we were skeleton crew short staffed and it like you got a hundred projects thrown at you and you don't have time to talk to people you're just like oh, one thing next next and nobody on yep. the team knew what anybody else was doing you know and it just turned into chaos pretty quickly yep yeah i struggled with it too i struggled with it as i sort of came up and i struggled with the mentality of Maybe this is this is totally naive of me, so I you know take this for what it's worth. But I thought everyone had the same lens of work ethic and what should be done as I did. So then, when somebody didn't, when somebody just wanted to, like I was always like I was a shaker and a mover from like I mean you know you and I went to college together, right? You know, it, it started then, right? Saying okay, like you know this guy's going places, you know, it's one of those things. So like, you know who they are in the room. They're not quiet about it. You can mm-hmm. pick them out of the crowd like that. Right. So, you know, and I was always a shaker and a mover. And then I thought, and then I looked at other people and I'm like, man, this guy's got no like gusto. This guy's got no, like, and I'm like, why don't you have this? Like, I, like, I, struggled. <laughs> I struggled with that. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, why is this guy not want to move up? Like, why is this guy just being, why is this guy okay with just being a knock? Or, and that's not to put the knock down. There's, that's a very useful skill nowadays and a very useful position in the world we live in. But like, like I always thought that people had the same, frame of mind that I did. And then it was a rude awakening when I found out they didn't. And I had to learn to sort of communicate through that and be like, okay, like I got to work with this guy or gal, you know, how do I get him or her to do what I need to move on to my next task? You know what I mean? So that sort of thing. So again, communication is just, it's just so crazy important. I can't, you know, we can't stress that enough on how important that is. That's life. You know, and the other thing too, I, I just jotting notes down here. And feedback is, in my opinion, feedback is underrated in today's world. Like a lot of, and I'll say this, and I probably will get a little heat for it or whatever. But I, a lot of managers don't know how to give feedback. Like they just don't. It's not. 
like they'll give feedback, but it's not like it's not constructive feedback. You're just kind of like throwing things at a dartboard and being like, that's the most generic feedback ever. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just I don't know how to explain it. And, you know, and that's the other thing too. Like, like the last couple places I've been, they've done K- KPIs. So basically KPIs for those that don't know, I forget what the actual acronym stands for, but it's basically goals that you're setting for yourself and for your team throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, you know, that's used as a benchmark. At the end of the year, they all, you know, you meet with your boss and go, well, you did this, you know, you met this KPI, but you didn't meet this one. You met this one. You didn't meet this one. Like, I understand the structure of it and I get why it's needed. But in today's IT world, things move so fast and the business needs change. By the time you make it in January to try to carry you through all your objectives and KPIs in December, half of those, maybe even three quarters of those on the list aren't mm-hmm. relevant anymore. No, it's, definitely. it's just not. So I always like to ask for feedback throughout the year, whether that's quarterly, whether that's, you know, monthly, you know, I, and I've asked at multiple places, the boss I have now, him and I meet monthly. And, you know, we just kind of talk and it's not a very deep conversation, but I'm talking to my boss all day long. So, I mean, what else can you say? One more meeting a month. (laughs) I mean, what else can you say? But, you know, I've always liked the bosses and the places that give you feedback immediately or semi immediately, something in a timely manner, right? Because if you're not pulling your weight, it's useless to wait three months to get that review to bring it up. Because by then you're already sour. You know, people have already soured on you. Like, like give it to me now so i know it's a problem and then i can work on it going forward now if you give it to me in january and then it's still and i know about it and then in march it's still not fixed that's on me but if i don't know about it in january then you wait till march to tell me that's stupid like that doesn't make any sense so yeah feedback is a big one ask how you can improve Mm -hmm. is you know is sort of lumped into that same thought right ask how you can do better right you know, taking time to develop new skills or, you know, even like I would say try to like practice getting feedback, you know, like a boss, right? Just say, hey, you know, hey, you know, pretend you report to me and, you know, I'm going to do this. And what do you think? Of, you know, what do you think about that? And let them work through an exercise with you or, you know, whatever. So like take two or three trusted colleagues or friends and say, hey, let's role play a scenario here for a second and you know it's going to help me in the long run sort of thing and on, so on the other side of that i think if you can receive constructive criticism without getting defensive mm-hmm. i think that's a big step for the next level because i've really done poorly with that to be honest <laughs> i get constructive criticism i'm better at it now but like earlier on in my career i used to get constructive criticism and i used to get angry right right then and there on the spot and it's just like you know that kind of thing so I've gotten better at it. It is something I'm, you're always working on it, right? It's just the mentality of the personality I have. It's just what it is. But yeah, if you can get, if you can get constructive criticism without getting defensive or, you know, sort of, you know, taking your arms and wiping the table in front of you, in front of, you know, in front of the boss, <laughs> I think that that goes a long way in showing that you're ready for the, you know, the next level sort of thing. Oh, Pat, here you go. Vocab. KPI is a oh. key performance indicator. There you go. That's it. There you go. Look at that. I knew that's why you were joining the show. It's awesome. (laughs) Just fill in the holes. I love it. But yeah, I would definitely go along with that too. You know, we would have like these goals that we would set up, you know, at the beginning of the year. And then you would come back and revisit like, 
did you meet your goals and stuff like that? Or even some of the reviews that I would get, you know, it would be like, meet or exceeds expectations with no feedback. And you're like, what right. the hell is that? You're like, right. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you actually mean that? Or is that just like right. you click the thing on the, the little just the survey? Box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I, you don't gain or get anything from that. So no, yeah, definitely ask what, you know, what could I do better? What am I doing? Great. What am I doing poorly? Where can I improve? Yep. Definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a big one. Asking for how you can improve really shows that you're, you're again, you see the big picture. You're aware of some things that you may, you know, may need to work on and just you're trying to get other people's feedback from outside your bubble, right? That's yeah. that's the gist of that, right? I've been on both sides of that, you know, especially with the KPI thing. You're like, oh, well, we didn't hit this. And I'm like, well, you didn't give me money for it. So that's a separate <laughs> conversation. But like, you know, well, we didn't get this done this year. Well, I've been asking for money for how long and you just never took it over the finish line. So is that really on me or yeah, how does that work? So, you know, that could be a whole other episode of, That sort of feedback. (laughs) We only have an hour. So the other thing, this sort of goes in with the communication skills as well. Just, you know, and it's again, it's, I think it's a sign of the times that we live in at the moment moving forward is just, you know, being nice to people, developing strong relationships, right? So, you know, that's both within your organization and with vendors, right? I've had colleagues and coworkers leave said places and go work for a vendor because they had that stronger relationship with them and something opened up and, you know, they said adios. So, yeah, but definitely within your own organization as well, you know, and I think this goes pretty, it's, it's a pretty standard thing across the board, but the decision to promote someone also requires like input of others. So whether that's, you know, whether that's other uh, managers at your boss's level, or, you know, maybe another team member that isn't really looking for a promotion, that boss is going to go to them and say, Hey, how's, you know, how's Patter? How's Kyle been doing? We're thinking, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily giving away the secret, but just trying to get, you know, in that form of feedback of, you know, from other colleagues sort of things. So I think that goes, uh, you know, a long way for, you know, building those relationships, things of that nature. It's a real small community with yeah. people, movers and shakers and sure. how, you know, like you said, people jump to vendors and stuff like that. Like, don't burn bridges. Don't be a jerk. Because no. you never know when you're going to run into that person or in, in what capacity that they may be able to affect or not affect your job, life, work, whatever. You know, don't be a jerk. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that comes back to also then, you know, being uh, making those connections on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked on this show before how important a LinkedIn account is now, whether, you know, whether how frequently you use it or not, that's a different story. But, but yeah, like say, hey, say a director or a CIO or a CTO leaves a company and he's going, you know, now you see, oh, he's a CIO at somewhere else or whatever. And you're like, oh, let's we'll take a flyer. What else do they have there? Now you have a, now you have a hook there, right? You have an yep. input, right? You have, you know, I mean, being a CIO, you have one of the top people in the in the company. <laughs> and, you know, again, if you have a strong relationship and that person is going to vouch for you, right? So that yeah. importance of that relationship is super, super important. So, yeah. So, you know, and that just comes down to being nice and, you know, making those relationships, you know, treating those with respect and, you know, things of that nature and developing those strong bonds with people. Now, you know, do you have to go for beers, you know, every night or, you know, once a week? No, you don't have to, but, you know, you can... Yeah, within those walls, it's better to be friends with most people than not, 
right? That's, I think that's a general consensus. But I mean, beers would be nice, right? We all like beer. Why not? But, <laughs> you know, it's just not realistic. And definitely with uh, what you were saying about LinkedIn, I mean, just in this, the short time, you know, I've had a deal that we've been doing this and whatnot, the amount of people that have added me on like LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm looking through and I'm like, man, these, some of these people have like really impressive skill sets or, or things that they've done. And I'm like, sure. Awesome. You know, yeah. like, yeah, the more the merrier, just like, <laughs> heck yeah. No, add me I up. agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, why not? Yeah, got to, you know, put a name in a face and mm-hmm. try to be a little more active. And, you know, who knows what happens a year, two years, five years from now? Who knows? Yeah. So that's always something to keep in your back pocket. And the other thing, too, another kind of thing I jotted down here, kind of the list Kyle and I sort of came up with before we started here is to recognize others. I think your promotion just isn't about you. You know, again, if you're on a team, and you don't get along well with said team for whatever reason, and then they, you know, you get the bump. That's not going to put the best, you know, you know. There's no kumbaya there, right? <laughs> so now, like right off the bat, outside of all the other things that now you're going to do, and the responsibilities you're going to have to take on as being a boss or a team leader or whatever, then that's enough to chew on, right? Now you have to repair those. I don't say repair, but you got to make those relationships better, right? You can't be, you can't be doing the day-to-day stuff with people that don't either respect you or don't think you deserve to be there, right? I think that's what it comes down to, right? So yeah. make it easier on yourself by, you know, trying to get along with everyone on your team, recognizing others. It's not just about you. You know, and, you know, to be honest, I think the world is, you know, outside on social media, right? The world is about everyone, right? <laughs> not in the business world. I think yeah. Yeah, it's very team oriented and moving in that way. But, um, you know, I, I, generally, I think companies promote those that can motivate and manage, right? Successful teams, right? So if you're already in a good spot with a, you know, with a team lead or whatever, and, pe- you know, your teammates like you because you're willing to, jump in in a fire or you're picking that phone up at nine o'clock when you know there's an issue or you know hey you know cover for this or whatever that that goes a long way in when it's time to you know get you your due so to speak quote unquote people are going to go to bat for that right so they would rather you know they'll run behind you sort of thing right so you know but yeah i just never think whether you're trying to get promoted or not i just don't think it's good to you know, sing your own praises, you know, that sort of thing. But I think recognizing others goes a long way. It makes you look good. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and then the coworker, you know, someday or whatever, you know, it's going to return the favor, right? I think that's, you know, that's just people's nature, right? I know I do, you know, that sort of thing. So you know, the team I work with now is great. You know, we get along quite well. So I think that's a good balance there. But yeah, I think recognizing others when you get that promotion is, Definitely goes a long way, I think. The other thing to sort of just kind of jumping all over the place here, but, you know, I things don't, this goes back to what I said a couple minutes ago, things don't happen to people that don't ask, right? So you have to communicate with mm-hmm. your boss in that aspect. Look, you're looking for a promotion, tell them, right? I struggle with this one because I automatically think my work is going to speak for itself and it Many of the places I've it just never happened. It, like I just sort of, I don't want to say sat there, but I did my best. I did my best, and then I got frustrated when it wasn't, you know, when it wasn't recognized or when it wasn't, you know, whatever. I, you know, I'm not that sort of person. I don't like to toot my own horn, so I'm never going to go into the boss and be like, yo, 
I want this and I want it now. Like, like put my you know fist on the table sort of thing. And like, <laughs> or like write a number, like I want to raise and like write a number on a piece of paper and slide it across the table. That, that's just not me. <laughs> that's not going to happen. You know, I still think of that. Maybe it is a little old school of me to think like, oh yeah, like someone, you know, the boss is going to notice. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Do you have a thought on that? Like, have you been in that spot before? Or just It's just not that commonplace anymore. No, I definitely thought like, I'm just going to kick ass. I'm going to show everybody I'm such a superstar, you know, because like nobody likes the guy who's like kind of throwing it out there and flaunting it and stuff right. either, you know? Right. So I was just like, you know, if I do a good job and I really just show that I'm good and competent, blah, blah. And then it was just kind of like, it actually kind of ended up backfiring. They're like, oh, Kyle's so good. We'll just give him more crap to do. And then I'm like, no, right. I want more money to go along right. with the. You want to bump up. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I hear you. Yeah. So. I hear you. I did the same thing. Yeah. I, no, so I, like I said, you don't go in there and pound your fist on the table and be like, yo, I want this and I want it now. You know, where the conversation doesn't have to start that way. Right. Instead, you're sort of, you know, you're asking your boss, okay, what's it going to take to get there, right? right? So then that puts your boss in a better position to be a guide or a mentor, whatever you want to call it. And again, we've talked about mentors on the show and how important they are. This is just another example. And then that sort of equally invests them in your you know, career success as well, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, you know, don't go in there and throw your fist on the table, but hey, ask, say, hey, you know what? I think I'm ready for that next one. What do you think? You know, again, feedback, number one. Number two, when do you think, you know, what do you think I got to work on? And number two, you know, when that time is right, 90% of what people do or what people get promoted with is a timing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, nothing ever happens because, you know, because you want it to happen that second, right? right. It, there's usually a timing aspect to all of this, right? So, but at least it puts it on the boss's radar to say, hey, next time we're looking or we need a, we need another guy or, you know, person, whatever, you know, then, okay, look, you know, bump you to lead or, you know, or if there's a, if there's an opening that, I, you know, it's a backfill position, right? So the, your manager's moving on to another rung mm-hmm. of the ladder, then, you know, you're going to backfill, you know, their position, that sort of thing. So I think that's a lot of that too, but at least throw it out there, get it on the plate and at least let them be known of it, right? Because yeah. if they don't know, you're it's never gonna it's never gonna come to fruition personally i think that's from my experience so that's how it generally happens the other thing too you know i I would say i think kyle you would agree with this i would say like pay attention to others that have been promoted Mm -hmm. so like in in our structure, right, in the IT structure, you sort of have, you know, you have the network side, you have the system side, you have the security side, you have the dev side, you have the whatever. You know, watch what happens in those silos, right? See, okay, what's what's happening over there? Who's getting a bump? Who's, you know, you know, taking a whipping? Or who's getting talked about in meetings unfairly? You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. You know, you have to sort of watch that as well. Like, has someone else been promoted recently? If they have... <laughs> Heck, take them to lunch. Ask them how they did it, mm-hmm. right? That's You're getting it right from the source, right? You can't get any fresher than that. Yeah, I would say, hey, you know, and ask. I would say, hey, did they get responsibilities, uh, additional responsibilities over time? Did they have to earn a new cert to get noticed or some sort of schooling? Did they step into a newly created position? Like we just 
you know, like we just talked about 30 seconds ago, you know, see if you can learn from their sort of path and apply it to your own path. And that, I think that's, you know, I think that's a good one too. And then sort of round that out by asking if they have any feedback or advice for you, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Cause feedback can't, you know, feedback can come from anywhere, not just necessarily your boss or whatever. So, yeah. you know, and other teams know what, you know, loosely other teams know what other teams are doing. Right. So it's not completely siloed or, you know, cement walls around, around different teams. They normally infrastructure teams normally roll up to the same person as far as, yeah, you have your local managers, but then that man, you know, all those managers roll up to some sort of director yep. or, you know what I mean? So, I, you know, that that would be my advice then too. like sort of pay close attention to others that have been promoted and sort of ask how they've done it and see if you can get, you know, take a page out of their book and, you know, kind of, you know, hey, you were sort of missing a piece. Like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Or, oh, how do you do that? Go right, you know, right to the person and say, hey, you're, you know, how'd you do this? And, you know, and sort of apply it and use them as a template and just apply your own parameters and have at it. Right. I, I think that's a big one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was something I noticed kind of when I was, you know, again, work study intern. I kind of made a step by step guide on how to get a full time job, kind of deal sure. like that. And there were a bunch of people that followed it basically in my footsteps. And, you know, basically as I got promoted into the next position, they got promoted into my previous position and like rinse and repeat. You know, yep. we were all just climbing the ladder together. Yeah, like I said, I think that's important. I think, you know, see how other people have done it and, you know, go after them and say, hey, how how did you do this? And, you know, write yourself a checklist and, you know, use them as a template. And like I said, and put your own parameters and and see what you can accomplish. But I think that's a big one. And the other thing, too, then with that is you sort of have to work on your resiliency a little bit when Mm -hmm. you're moving from tech or something non management, I should say, to more of a leader role, whether that's a team leader or an actual manager title. Yeah. But when that promotion does come, you know, hey, celebrate, have at it, you know, that kind of thing, you know, put the steaks on the grill, right? Beers in the fridge. I get it. But I I think then you sort of like once that honeymoon phase is over, right? That's a popular term, right? The first (laughs) six months is the honeymoon phase. Once that's over, man, look out. I think a lot of people don't understand the stress that that is going to bring with your new position. Because mm-hmm. you know you work towards all this stuff to you worked on all this stuff to get to where you go, and now you're there, and now people are like, all right, well, it's a you know the air is thinner up here. You got to be able to perform. You got to yes. be able to, you know, things of that nature. You know, and I think leaders they deal with more people than regular techs do or non people in non leading positions, right? You know, you have to be a people manager, right? Mm-hmm. Again talk, you know, people's habits and uh, personalities, things of that nature. So I think it, I think you need to work on the ability to sort of manage stress and improve in the work-life balance, because that's important, right? Because when you move to another rung of the ladder, your work-life balance completely starts from zero, and mm-hmm. you have to find that balance again, because now you have more responsibility and less time to do it. <laughs> and now you're trying to figure out, okay, am I really done at five? Or am I going to come down at 8.30 when the kids are in bed and knock out two more hours? Or am I going to go on, you know, are we going to go out to dinner and not have to worry about any of that? Or, you know, that sort of thing. So I think those, quote unquote, soft leadership skills pay off as you advance to the higher levels. Because the higher you go, 
the more BS and politics and that sort of thing, the stress you deal with. And it's just, it's managing that stress is half the battle. So if you know what you're sort of walking into or what you're going to be responsible for once you do get that title, I think working on it before you get to the front door is a good notion to have. I guess I should say it that way. Yeah. And then uh, this, this the last thing here, and I, you know, jump in here wherever, but, uh, you know, I think no matter where you're at, right, whether that's at a lead role, whether it's technical, non, you know, non-leading people, non-manager, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, at the end of the day, I think just to be a good employee is to create value wherever you can, right? So, and I've seen different pieces of this at different places I've been, but a lot of managers, they think like dominating every conversation is a leadership trait. You're just like, hey, you're doing it this way because I'm a leader and I belong here and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just, you turn a lot of people off that way. Mm-hmm. Per- personally, I mean, it's just like, there's no need to slam your fist when you walk into a room. We know you're, you, we know you're a director. We, right. We get it. Like, we respect that title. Like, we know what you do. You don't have to come in here and, you know, completely be whatever. But, you know, I think there's value in, again, cr- creating value wherever you're at. So speak intentionally, right? So know, you know, so that you sort of become known for contributing valuable input, right? Mm-hmm. So just talking just to talk, just wasting people's times and, you know, that sort of thing. You know, but I would, you know, I would look for ways to sort of, if you can streamline a process or, you know, anything to get more efficient, right? That's always a decent, a good way to create value, right? Mm-hmm. People are always looking to get things done quicker, faster, stronger, better. You know, so streamlining processes or you know, doing things quicker or, you know, that sort of thing. So if you're not good at that, I would say invest some of that, you know, freed up time that you're not in the technical weeds into developing that skill set or, you know, some projects or whatever that deserve, you know, extra attention, if you will. So I think that, you know, creating value is definitely a big rock, if you will, big rock goal of, you know, of a lot of people. But I don't think that necessarily has to be at, you know, the management level. That can be anywhere, but Mm -hmm. that's certainly valuable when people are looking at you for another, for added responsibility. If they're seeing you're creating value, as much value as you can at your current role, then they're going to like, all right, what else can we sort of squeeze out of him and see what else is there. You know, maybe that was the wrong word. I don't know. But <laughs> no, I think the value one's a big one. Yeah, I would think so. Like you said, though, with the managers and whatnot coming in, pounding their fists and like, you know, just because they're louder, they're more right somehow. Right. And it's like, the, you know, doesn't really go hand in hand. Yep. And again, with the yeah. contributing where you can and creating value and stuff like that. You know, one of the simple things you do is Look at problems like fires that you get you have frequently, and instead of getting behind it and putting the fire out once it starts, you know, stop the fire from even starting in the first place and get ahead of it and stuff like that. So valuable instantaneously. Yep, 100% agree. Yeah, if you can stop fires or at least semi see them coming before they start, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. And when they do start, you're at step four of solving the problem instead of step one. Right. And I think that's a major plus and should be noted, really. Right. Yeah. That should be that should be noticed by a good boss that will be noticed. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, that, you know, but definitely, yeah, definitely anything you can find to, you know, 
get ahead of the horse, if you will, or, you know, get ahead of the cart, whatever that phrase is, right? You should <laughs> be able to do that. Um, uh, however, this so, yeah. modern rigging system That's works, right. you know. That's right. I just want to, yeah, go back to playing my Atari. Right. <laughs> These new horseless carriages. That's right. <laughs> they had motors in them and stuff. I don't know. Now, the cells were kind of, what was that, 10? Nine or ten, ten different yeah. different things to that we just kind of wrote down, and you know some of our experiences with that, trying to you know show that you know promotion ready, if you will. But I th- I think a lot of it does have to do with your image and how you're seen, you know that sort of thing. And I, I don't know about you, maybe you have a thought on this, Kyle, but I, you know I used to think like first breaking into the industry, I thought, oh man, everybody's got their ish together, like people know what they're doing. This person is doing this and he's done this for years, so that's gotta be right and blah blah. And longer in the tooth I get in this industry, it really does seem that like we're all just kind of winging it and learning on the fly and then wherever the ball lands and nobody really gives a shit. <laughs> yep. Like, maybe it's just me. I don't know. If it's just me, just tell me but no yeah people just seem to just wing it and like there's no i don't want to say like accountability because there is but like you know just like wow is that really how it's done man why am i not a manager because i can wing it too right i've had some good and some bad right we all have it's mm-hmm. not it's a huge deal but it's just so funny to me like i thought like I looked up to the peers in this industry and like, they really have their stuff together. They know what they're doing and they've seen every problem and know what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. That is not the case at all. People are just it people in some aspects are just better at Googling than the regular folk. That's just For what sure. it is. <laughs> just what it is. Sorry to give away the secret of the sauce, but some <laughs> days, man, it's just like, Holy God. And I, it's, it's a funny story, but I f- sort of felt like that too. Like I, I for the longest time, and just kind of coming up in our world and Kyle, you probably can relate to this, but like, like when we were like, we were doing the Cisco stuff and like, we were me personally, I was such a Cisco Homer for years. I thought like Cisco was like the eye in the sky. Like they were the (laughs) Cadillac, like nobody ever got fired for buying Cisco and blah, blah, blah. And they had, yeah, we grew up on the CLI and, you know, the interface and doing all the command line stuff. And and I looked at this people like, man, they, they had that command line, like, loaded in their brain and can just you know they know everything and blah 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 and this and that and then and then like the gooey stuff started to creep in it's like some of the more web-based stuff like when they bought meraki or mm-hmm. you know or some of the asa stuff with the asdm the gooey interfaces in the asdm and i'm like i was like such an old i was such an old man in that aspect i'm like i'm not using that fan dangled gooey stuff give me the cli <laughs> and i'm like oh my god like and then like I had people that liked the seal or the, that liked the GUI that were right next to me and they were doing things like three times faster than I was in, in the CLI. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I should learn some of that GUI stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. I was such a stickler for that. And I'm like, yeah, then you look up to these people like, man, they really must have like the entire CLI syntax in their brains. They know it front to back. And when they know what they're doing, and I'm like, now that I got here, I'm like, nah, they just, Google it. Like, right. you just can't keep everything in your head. That's just not feasible. I don't know. At least the nice thing with the CLIs, you can make some scripts or a little copy yeah. and paste kind of deal. Yeah, the copy and paste has definitely helped. The scripting has definitely helped. Yeah. You know, now I think it's sort of the opposite way, right? Now I think the GUI is slower than some of the CLI stuff is too, like, especially in the cloud, like Azure or AWS, you're moving that kind of, It's like, oh, come on. Like, 
if I was in the CLI, this would have been copy and pasted in seconds. Now right. I'm waiting. Now I'm waiting a minute and a half. How dare you? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a small tangent for me and an old Cisco workhorse. But uh, <laughs> I've branched out. You know, I see Cisco for what they are. They, they have their, they're good, but they have their flaws. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and, you know, whatever, but it is what it is. But no, so sort of flipping that script, right? In the ways of, Getting promoted, right? Your promotion ready. There's, you know, a couple of things we just went through. Most likely you're going to either get promoted to a team lead or to a manager, depending on your corporation's structure, right? That's generally the gist of, you know, where you're getting promoted to, right? So I guess we wanted to kind of take some time and say, okay, like, what is a lead versus what is an actual manager and what are their sort of, you know, differences sort of thing. And I have some experience with a team lead. It wasn't the best, but it is what, it, you know, it was what it was, right? So, I, you know, personally, I think, you know, like there's things out there that say, okay, look, team lead is this and this. I, in my experiences, team lead was just a person that the boss yelled at when something didn't work right. That's just where I'm at. Like, or people came in, like other people's department, like people in other departments came to me first and was like, Hey, this, that sort of thing, which makes more sense in a role of, okay, take that off. The manager doesn't need to be the point of contact for your team. Like, unless you really need that manager and there's something on fire. Right. So yeah, I had a little bit of that where I had the issues with team lead was, and this is probably just my own head. The, the guys that were in my team, and there was only two other guys. It was me and two other guys in my on my team. And I won't mention names or whatever, but for those of you that know me or listen to the show, you probably can deduce where this was. But, you know, the two guys that were on my team, there was three of us. Actually, there was only two of us for it had to be a year plus. And then they finally got a third guy about a year in, and I was supposed to be the team lead. But, and again, maybe this is more in my own head, but, like, they were both older than I was in age. So I always struggled with, okay, like, yeah, they don't report to me, but I would feel weird if, like, they sort of took orders from me. You know what I mean? Like, like it's this weird, like, oh, I've been in this game longer than you have. Why am I taking orders from a younger person sort of thing? Again, maybe it's just in my own head, but, like, I didn't feel like I led them good enough because they've been, they were in the game longer and they, you know, they didn't. I don't want to say they didn't need me, but they could handle their own without they didn't really like they didn't need a team lead. The team wasn't big enough to have a team lead. <laughs> so I had this like I had this weird title that didn't have any sort of responsibility to it. It had no power over those. I should say power like it's an evil thing. I had like those two guys didn't report to me. I didn't sign their paychecks. So like I felt weird going to them and like, hey, could you do this? They'd be like, ah. You know, I don't report to you. Eh, you know, that sort of thing. So, like, <laughs> that was always a weird spot, right? And then, you know, so I felt like that was a weird sort of conundrum. But technically, like, the team lead's supposed to be, you know, setting goals for a team and, you know, again, you know, fostering those positive relationships that we talked about, you know, a couple minutes ago. Team building opportunities, uh, open communication, thing, you know, encouraging that, you know, those types of things. You know, and it, answering any questions or, you know, for the team and providing resources, you know, that sort of deal. Which was tough for me as well because the guy that, one of the guys that I worked with was there 
longer than I was. So he didn't, what did he need from me? You know what I mean? Like he knew that network in and out. So he was coming to me very rarely, you know, for like decisions. He was like, he, like he just wanted a second pair of ears. Most of the time he would come, which is fine, but it was just, it was this weird conundrum that I could never quite like get my head wrapped around why it was that way. But, you know, and you know, more of the team lead responsibilities, you know, inspiring, you know, other members, motivating them to reach their individual, you know, team goals, things of that nature, providing a little bit of feedback, I guess, for, you know, performances and whatnot. And then obviously, you know, celebrating the team wins. Right. But, you know, that all that came from like the manager and we all reported to the same manager. So it was a weird, like I felt like I didn't really have a place and then like, you know, and then the manager sort of stepped away to work on a big project that they had. And then we kind of floated in space for like eight months. We just kind of floated. Like we didn't really have a, like we had a boss. He was a he was a VP at the time, but and he was great. He you know, whatever we needed, he was responsive. He really got us what we needed, that sort of thing. And then, but then like we just kind of floated for eight months and not really having a direction. And again, with me not having any sort of you know authority over the other two guys, I couldn't move the needle, which you know I felt bad about. But it is what it is. And then they go, well, nothing's getting really done with the network team. We got to hire a manager in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't just like, we weren't just floating for eight months and, you know, keeping the ship, you know, from not sinking, but you're going to hire a manager from the outside. That just didn't, you know, obviously that some writing on the wall there and I just, you know, I moved on, but yeah. So it's like team lead, but like in my experience, the team lead was just, you know, Hey, why isn't this working? Hey, go do this. Hey, it wasn't, there was no really leading and it was just kind of the bottom of the hill, but you know, it is what it is. But, but like the manager then, you know, on that side of it, it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be more of, you know, they're more in the supervising roles, right? So, you know, the team or the you know, group of staff members, whatever, you know, creating those KPIs, right? The objectives for teams and departments. We talked about that a couple minutes ago. That's sort of their bread and butter. Budgets and deadlines, right? That's another one. That's a manager responsibility. You know, work schedules, if you have that sort of structure, right? Work schedules and, you know, creating those are, are manager responsibilities. You know, the hiring, interviewing, and the training process, that should all. Yeah, that's all in the manager spot there as well. So, you know, there's a couple different, you know, obviously you can see the differences in, you know, what the team lead versus the team, you know, the actual manager is for. So, you know, I would say, you know, if you're in a bigger corporation, you probably have a better chance of team lead first and then manager. If you're in a smaller group, you probably go right to manager. Yeah, that sort of thing. So that's just generally the way, generally the way things go. But I think that's a good uh, step as far as, you know, getting there and, you know, getting your feet wet with, you know, sort of managing people in a team lead and then, you know, getting bumped to that manager. But, but yeah, that jump from non-leading people. So just a, you know, tech person and then that, that jump into a team, either a team lead or a team manager, that can be jarring. I think that Mm -hmm. it, it it takes a certain type of person to really, to really do that do well and excel in that space. I think not everyone's cut out to be a manager and that's just, that just is what it is. Yeah. I put it on tape. Yeah. I said it, but (laughs) it just is what it is, but you have to have a certain mentality to be a manager or else you're just not going to, you're not going to cut it and people are going to, people are going to hate it and just start jumping ship. That's just the way it is. Yeah. It could be a, it'd be a tough change too. You know, like you don't want to be the person who's just constantly micromanaging you know, right. you want to be able to have some contribution to the team, 
but you also need to trust your team to do the stuff that's assigned, you know, because right. if you're doing it all, then you're not really managing. You're just, right. you know, getting back into the right. weeds with it. You know, it your team is tough. just pushing buttons at that point and right. doing the paperwork. <laughs> right, that's it. right. I've had them. I've had those managers. They're not good. Yeah. The micromanagers are just not good. They can't let other people do their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they just can't. They have to be in control of every aspect of it. And then you're just like, all right, I feel like I'm being squeezed to death. I got to get out of here. And that's when you have the high turnover, right? You just have the revolving door and you're just, you spend more time on interviews than, you know, than doing actual work. And it's just like, well, what's that telling you? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I've been there. It it totally sucks. And I've actually been in a place where they wanted me to account for every 15 minutes of my day. And I was just like, once they implemented that, I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> I am starting to look for a new job right. yesterday. Like it was awful. Wow. Like literally I had to write down 15 minutes in the bathroom. Like it was that bad. I'm just like, what are you not trusting your people to do? Like, like if you have to track them every 15 minutes, it's so toxic. I can't even, I don't know where to start. Right. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. But yeah, I've been at places like that. It's not good. And you know, the people that are micromanagers, they can't delegate. They can't delegate to save their soul. And it's like at a leadership position, you have to be able to delegate, period. End of story. Mm-hmm. And you give people your chances. You give people rope. If they, if then those people hang themselves with the rope you give them, then that's a different conversation and that's a – you deal with it. Right. But to not give them rope and to, you know, to sit there and micromanage and, you know, this and that every step of the way, it's just – it's not good. You know, I, I, you know, you know, I've had managers put on meetings just for meetings and like one-on-one meetings. And then the whole, you know, in most of the one-on-ones they're looking down at their watch because it's buzzing from an email. And it's like, right. Am I like, I have other things to do with this window of time that you're just going to keep looking down at your watch every 30 seconds. Like, come on, this isn't this difficult. You know, things of that nature. So, or, you know, I had managers that I was actually at a place where they said I had free reign to kind of shape the team the way I wanted it. And then they actually, somebody on said team said, this is BS. I'm not taking orders from him, meaning me. And then basically what that person did or the, he was the, he's it was a small shop, so it was basically a co-owner at the time. The co-owner made that person a boss of everyone else and never told me. And so this person was then giving me orders to do something. I'm like, I don't report to you. Like, what's this? And then that's where the riff was, and that's what it started to unravel. And then six months later, I was out of there. It's just like, <laughs> I don't have time for this. Like, this is crazy. So, like, people like that, they just can't. They can't get out of their own way. Like they have to, I don't know. It's just, they can't delegate. They can't, you know, they can't do things. They can't let other people into the circle. And it's just, it's not a good thing. So sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else with that, Kyle, as far as like management versus team lead or any sort of psyche there that goes behind that? I mean, at least the places that I've been, I don't have a lot of experience with the team lead role. Mm-hmm. Kind of deal like that. It was just like, you reported to a manager or everybody was just kind of on the same level. And, you know, you might've had some sort of seniority because it's like, well, I've been here 13 years and you've only been here like eight, you know, kind of deal. I guess that's 
somewhat team bleedish, maybe, you know, mm. just based on the, the amount of time. But sure. Typically, you know, it was always more management kind of based. And I've had all of them. I've had biker managers. I've had uh, the people who abandon you once they kind of yeah. give you something. You know, they're like, hey, do this. And then you're like, well, I'm drowning right now and I could really use a hand. And they're like, meh, meh. See you later. Better learn how to swim real right. fast. All right. And then I've had probably High my five, favorite. guys. See you yeah. later. <laughs> my, my favorite one is. You know, somebody throws you into the deep end of the pool, kind of deal like that. Yeah. They watch you struggle a little bit. And if you start to go under, they'll reach in and pull you out, you know, show you kind of the errors of your way. Yep. That's usually the best, but yep. yeah, as far as teammates one. and manager kind of deal like that, that's about my experience that I've had, you know, just those different types of managers and no team leads really. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna see team leads everywhere, right? It's just gonna depend on the structure of your organization, right, and yeah. how it's laid out. But you know, like I said, most of the bigger ones, you work for a bigger corporation or organization, you're gonna find yourself team leads or you know guys that they're not necessarily team leads, like they don't have the title, but they're like the go to people that everybody goes to. Like right. people know who knows, you know, pe- people know people that know their shit <laughs> put it that way like <laughs> people know that there's no secrets of right you know, I, you know but then again like okay yeah people know you know that's the go-to person all right like you said before like okay i'm drowning like there's only so many people that can come to me right without me going under so that's definitely a balancing act there as well i think that's a, i think that's is common in a lot of places you have people that are go-to people that aren't recognized enough Personally, mm-hmm. I think that's generally the way it works is because then you give them the title, you give them the money, you got to give them you right. know, this and that. And it's like, you know, businesses are, it's all about the bottom line, right? So they're going to get away. They're going to try to get away with as much squeezing that lemon as <laughs> getting much mm-hmm. of that, the juice out of that lemon as they can before, you know, the picket line forms on the front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so see what happens so that that was kind of it i know that was a twofold one i thought we talked about some really good things so if you let it you know if you liked it you hated it let us know like, again you know that's what the survey is for out there that we have so i'll be mentioning that in a minute or two here but you have anything else kyle to kind of wrap this one up we're right around that hour mark so we want to no, try no, to get out of people's hair and get moving i think we covered it uh, covered it pretty well there all those topics like you said twofer yeah, it was a twofer. I like, to, uh, yeah, we like to bundle things together here. We're bundlers, mm-hmm. so we can, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so uh, we try to take like-minded subjects and kind of, you know, tie them together. So that's all good here. So we're creating value, as it were. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> For those of you that watch the American Picker Show, which I do when it's on, I, I do like that show. I'm a history buff through and through. History, Discovery, Travel Channel. Uh, all that stuff. That's It's on my TV all the time when the kids aren't watching. But I watch American Pickers when it's on. And for those of you that know, the guy on there, Frank, the shorter, uh, heavier set guy of the two, he's a bundler. He gets the, uh, he goes into these barns and places and tries to, you know, he tries to bundle things together. Okay, so, you know, this is, I'll take this plate for a hundred bucks, but if I give me the plate and the doll, you know, can I get them both for 150? I like to bundle things together. That's us here on the show. We bundle it together. That's how we roll. <laughs> <Best> <laughs> give you value. value. 
That's yep. right. <laughs> We're a two for one special here. We've got them coming hard and fast. But now, everybody, that's uh, that's gonna be it for this week. Thank you again for joining. Thanks for joining this week and every week, really. We really appreciate everybody listening. And you know, the feedback's been really good. So everyone's listening. So we're just going to keep going. So <laughs> we're going to keep doing this until people tell us to stop. So that, let's just put it that way. <laughs> so it's all good. Um, make sure you check us out on our website, breakingbitespod.io. That is where you can subscribe to the show on your platform of choice. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, really anywhere that you get your podcast. There's a link for it. RSS feed. Uh, it's a plain RSS feed too. You want that? That's there too. Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. So if you miss one, go back and uh, check it out there with transcripts as well. So uh, transcripts aren't the greatest, but they, they do the job. But there are transcripts for every show that we have. I think we're up to episode 30, 35 or 36 now, which wow. is which is pretty cool. So full steam in the head here. So we got some really cool things coming up. Some great guests are in the pipeline, just trying to get schedules worked out. Um, and then also, if you're on iTunes, which the majority of you are, because that's the statistics that we get, throw us a rating on iTunes. That would be awesome, right? We've had a couple, but we could always use more, right? So throw us a rating. Tell us how much you love us or hate us. That'd be awesome. And then simply tell a friend too, right? Say, hey, check these guys out or whatever. That would be awesome too, right? Word of mouth is just as good these days. Again, follow us on Twitter. Twitter, LinkedIn is new for us. It's actually been doing pretty well. We're, we're climbing the counts, uh, the follower count on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. linkedin.com slash breaking bites pod, facebook.com slash breaking down the bites. Discord server invite is in the show notes for us. And then also we have a survey out there that is also going to be linked in the show notes of just a couple of questions for everyone there. We don't know who you are. It's completely anonymous. Just uh, I think there's like nine or ten questions on there of multiple choice just to help us with the show and how to do better and tweak and make sure we're staying on top of things. So if you would uh, take a few minutes to, to, to fill that out, that would be awesome. And uh, that's going to be it. Kyle, another good one, man. In the books. Definitely. Appreciate it. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye, everybody. Till next time.